When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. He's got Ferreira at the far post. Can he get a shot off? It's Ferreira to get a second. Yes, he does. Goes in off the hands of JT Marcinkowski. Thomas Ferreira has picked up the second. It's 4-2 Houston Dynamo. Welcome back to season three episode match preview Tampa Bay Rowdies. I, I can't ever remember which match we're on. I know the last one was 312 or 311. No, this week's is 312. But uh, boys and girls, if you're listening, make sure you like, share, rate, review, and subscribe. Um, it looks good. It helps to keep us as the number one Houston Dynamo podcast in America. Uh, Joey, my buddy, what's up, dude? Dude, not much. What's going on, everyone? Uh, really? That's a rhetorical question. They can't answer you. It's true. Why don't we ask the fans questions? We should just do that. A whole episode where we ask questions and we wait for responses. I doubt, I doubt it'll be highly listened to. But uh, Joey, dude, I think we've gone mainstream. Yeah. We, uh, we have a media professional on the show today. We have the Tampa Bay Rowdies color analyst, Ryan Davis, with us. Ryan, what's up, ma'am? What's up, guys? Thank you so much for having me on this podcast. I'm excited. Dude, no problem. We... uh. Joey, did you find any Tampa Bay pods? Because I, I did not. Ryan told no. me a few. I, I, I couldn't find many. What did you say, Ryan? Muddy muddy cleats? And then what was the other one? TB- it's RBLR Sports. Okay. RBLR Sports. They do a great job in Tampa, and they really cover the team from like week in and week out. Do a great job down there. Very nice. Oh, and how long have you been doing oh, Go ahead, Joey. I'm sorry. So I have to check them out because there's there's really not a lot of USL coverage for podcasts in general, and it's kind of sad. Yeah, it is. It started off really hot and sweaty about two three years ago, and slowly started to dwindle, which is which is kind of odd because USL, um, at least media wise, has been kind of going up. Mm -hmm. So the fact that the podcasts are going down is is concerning. Yeah, that sounds a lot like my second marriage. Started off hot and sweaty, but dwindled (laughs) towards the end. I don't know about the sweaty. I, I keep the air on low, but yeah, we see we're the opposite, Ryan. We, we don't have a ton of media coverage. And up until this year, like I, I really haven't seen local news outlets aside from Glenn Davis with uh, ESPN coverage. Yeah. But this year uh, we're getting some news coverage, but dude, the, the, the interest in the team and the pods and everything has grown exponentially. It's really wonderful for business. You know, I'm going to talk about this further yeah, and when we get into uh, like other conversations, but I tell you what, the sport in the country is just growing at a rate 
And I'm sure you're seeing it, like you just said, in your downloads and so on. People can't get enough of it. And it's it's beautiful to watch. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, hey, you know what? I, I'm not going to lie. I am vaguely familiar with Tampa Bay because I know they are a storied franchise. They've had a lot of, uh, I guess you could say, players that went there for their retirement who were very successful in major leagues, which for USL is a thing. I mean, MLS was a retirement league for a while. We're, we're just getting right. We just canceled our, our, uh, our AARP membership. So we, we, have, we have regular folks coming, coming in now. Like Hector Herrera at 31. He wasn't 37. He's only got a little bit of gray. That's great. That is fantastic. Hector Herrera is an excellent player, by the way. I like him I, a lot. He's so good. Joey, you like Herrera? Dude, I love Herrera. He's just been he's been excellent. So I mean, you can't give enough praise to him. No. Yeah, box to box, tall, has length. I think he came from Atletico Madrid. Sure is. Under Porto. Yeah. Yep. And under Diego Simeone, and talk about well coached, good player. Oh yeah, yeah. So Ryan. Um, I looked at the standings of the USL championship today. No, and, <laughs> tell me you didn't. And, uh, I did. And, and lo and behold, you guys are where we normally are, which is competing for the wooden spoon. <laughs> yes. So, so like my first question is, has the team lived up to its expectations for this season in USL? Absolutely not. Um, coach Collins is a fantastic coach. He's actually getting his, he's gotten his UEFA I think B license the other day, and he's continuing to get his arm to further his education in the sport. And he is accomplished as they get in USL. One coach of the year two years ago, he always has this Rowdies team ready to go. As as they say, ready, set, go. I mean, the Rowdies are through the gates, organized on top of teams who are still trying to find their footing. And they take advantage of that early on in the season. And they pile points up and they get into advantageous positions as the season starts to get to the midway point. This time, for the first time since I've been covering them in four years, the Rowdies, they can't find their footing. They have 10 new faces, and be that as it may, usually the coach can get some sort of rhythm despite the new personnel, but this Rowdies seem really having a hard time from the back all the way through to the front, and it's, it's tough to watch right now. Yeah, you guys sound like you're the opposite of us. You said you added 10 new faces? 10 new faces. Oh. Joey, what did we add? I think we're up to, what, like 14 now with with 14? Aliyah? Yeah. Yeah, we've had, do we've they, added do they know where Do they know where to find the stadium, these 14 guys? They do because, <laughs> hey, they do because we're undefeated at home. Okay. This might, that's it right, might, you are. It might be the only place they know how to find because <laughs> the road record the road record isn't so great. You know what? And that leads me to my question. Why do you think Houston, away, Houston's away record, why do you think it's so dire? I know you guys have a four-game win streak at home, but then you leave the confines, the friendly confines of Houston, and then it seems to go south. Well, the only dire I know is on Tottenham's back line, and he helps them ship in six goals per match when they play Newcastle. Uh, <laughs> why is nowhere. It? This poor guy dire gets picked on. He's He's minding his own business in England. All of a sudden, he gets a hook around his neck and drags right. into the conversation. Go ahead. Yeah, poor Eric. Um, why is our road away record not so good? Well, we we were not very good anywhere for a long time. Right. Uh, uh, it's it's a travel. You know that. I mean, USL, you guys go further in the championship, don't you? Yes. I mean, the distances are, are ridiculous. Like, 
you could fit most of Western Europe inside Texas. I'm glad you said that. Stephen Gerard came across here. He's one of my heroes. And they asked, he only played one year, I think, in the MLS. He came here to retire like everybody else. Wayne Rooney said it was a great idea. And he said, you realize how tough it is to play in the MLS? One minute I'm playing in LA, it's 75 degrees. Then I have to travel to Colorado where I can't breathe. And it's a high of 45. And then I go down to, to, to Miami to play. And it's 95 degrees all in a matter of 10 days. He said, I've never covered so much ground in my life in such yeah. a short space of time. It is it's tough. It's ridiculous. And people don't really take into account the jet lag, the time changes, um, all of it. Like it, we are a massive country. The, yes. uh, the you go to Vancouver, you travel 4,000 miles. I'm not a ge geographer, three to 4,000 miles. And we are, our closest team is Austin and they are 120 yeah. miles away. Whereas in London, you have how many teams playing in the Prem? Five or six in one city? All right. If you, if you travel 120 miles in England in any direction, you're in France. You drive you will drive past at least 10, 10 soccer clubs on the way. So, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, all right, Joey, did I answer yeah. it good enough for you? That was wonderful. All right, man. You're so, up, let's, talk about, let's talk about Cal Jennings. I mean, we talk about all these new faces you guys brought in. This is kind of one of the bigger names coming off of what well, he scored 11 goals in 20 games last year. Yeah. He scored 9 and 14 for Memphis before that. It was part of the LAFC system. Well, yeah, he's he's not gotten going yet so far. Could you guys get him more involved? Yes, we can. This all starts with the back line. And the back line is not as efficient. Bringing the ball out of the back through decision-making. So when it gets to the midfield, the midfield is often have, having their backs towards Cal. And so they have to go back to the side, they can't really get, they, they're not breaking lines for Cal and getting him, getting him into open space. A lot of the time, Cal is getting the ball with his back to the goal. He has to turn, take the player on, do way too much to get a shot off or to get any sort of space. So often, when you look at forwards, if they're not getting chances, it is a symptom of something happening further back in the field. Usually the defense or the midfield is struggling, and that's why the forwards aren't having that sort of room or chances to create or score. So Cal has been a victim of the Rowdies just really being out of sync in the back line and then bleeding into the midfield. So poor Cal is being um is having a hard time out there. Did you all play a more like route one direct form of football before, or is this a new tactics you guys are doing? Well, we used to have every so often bring a tall striker in. We had Steven Dos Santos last season. He was a like a legend in the league. And if push comes to shove, as they would say, and you have to go direct, well, we'll go directly, directly to Dos Santos, and he will then nod, nod the ball onto the on-running midfielders or to the forward that's partnering in, which let's just say in Carl Jennings would be in this instance. But we are not. We have two nimble forwards. We actually have JJ Williams, who is a tall forward, but he's having a hard time integrating. So the Rowdies may have to start him either tomorrow night, which sorry, yeah, Wednesday night. I think they will start him on Wednesday night, JJ Williams, and then maybe they can go directly to him and try to nod the ball down to Carl or the midfield. Right on. So um prior to this season, we we had a lot of problems on in the back line. So I, I ventured over to 
like the USL championship website. Then I typed in USL all pro team, USL all-star team. And this guy popped up well-decorated center back. His name is Forrest Lasso. You heard of him? Not Ted Lasso, but Forrest Lasso. That's right. It's Ted's brother. That's right. Yes. This is the one. This is the one who's always he's he's negative. He's a pessimist. Yes. Ted is an optimist. This one doesn't. This one doesn't bring his boss cookies. He brings his boss a bag full of dog poop and lights it on fire and knocks on the door. <laughs> Correct, Forrest, not Ted. So, so a, a couple of years ago, um, he was named to like the USL All Pro team. I think two years in a row, and he was one of the best center backs in USL. What on yes. earth? What has happened to him? Because I was looking at his numbers this year, and man, he has declined drastically. What's going on with old Forrest? Boy, do I have a good excuse. Forrest, in the last month, him and his wife have been expecting um, their firstborn. And literally five hours ago, she delivered the baby. They had their, a beautiful baby boy. So Forrest has been a little preoccupied mentally. He went away last season to, I believe, Sweden to play, to play um, first division over there. His team got relegated. He did not have a good season. So imagine leaving USL, getting an opportunity to play in Europe, having a hard time of it. Your team gets relegated. He comes back to the USL. And remember what I, I think we mentioned off air, how fast the game has been growing in this country. If you blink, if you leave the, this country and come back to it a year later, the level has stepped up that much in the MLS and the USL. And I think Forrest, between being preoccupied for the last month, which is the opening month of the season, and then coming back to the speed of the game, where a lot of the teams have gotten better and the rowdies have gone backwards, I think Forrest has, has fallen right into that awkward position of trying to find his form with a team that's wallowing and then also a league that's gotten that much better um, over the last 12 months. Ryan, that's a very unique Tampa accent you have right there going on. What, uh, what part of Tampa are you from? South Tampa. South, very how, south. How, how far I'm south? Kidding. I'm kidding. I'm actually all the way down in the Caribbean. The last Caribbean island down, it's Trinidad and Tobago. Hey, didn't they beat, didn't they knock the U.S. out of the World yeah, Cup a couple hey, of years ago? It. They did, <laughs> so, didn't they? So, hey, is, is it is it Tobago I, or Tobago? Tobago. Tobago. All right. Tobago. The, the, uh, the, the conversation has been solved. Yeah, man, we have, we have guys coming over from Europe like, uh, Eric Svichenko or Amin Bossy, who's been really good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Bossy, let me tell you something. I, I looked up his stats before the podcast and I mean, Bossy, is he playing attacking midfield? Like the number 10? So he's sort of playing like a hybrid of a left winger in a 10. Okay, so he's kind of drifting in and out, like yeah, in that pocket. He, he's been drifting in a little more. We've had our our left back play be a little more wider, but then the last few weeks we've had uh, our left backs have been all injured, so we've had a right back playing. So it's been a little less of that. So it's been a little congested in that area of the field. But yeah, Mean Bassey will tuck in more for the most part. I'm sure we'll see one of our natural left backs play in this game, so it should complement it well. Five goals to start the season in the opening month. How good is that for a left winger slash number 10? And start, let's start with that question. And then will he, do you think, will he, play, will he play on Wednesday night? Your best guess. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. 
This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Well, the thing about the five goals is four of them are penalties. Mm. Which... I mean, it's obviously great that he scores them, but it does inflate his stats a little bit. Because, you know, when you look at a player like that who scores five goals in his first, what, six, seven games, you're thinking, wow, this guy is, like, incredible. Yeah. He's not quite been that yet. His passing has been very accurate. He's been very, very active on the ball. Okay. But it's been a little bit of that final ball is not just hit quite yet as you would like it to. And I think it could be a chemistry thing because he is new. With yes. a, a lot of new faces, but yeah, he he's a good player, and you could really see the potential that this guy has within MLS to be a top player. Okay. And I think he's going to hit it. And then about seeing him play on Wednesday, it's it's really interesting because we originally had a game on Saturday against LAFC, yes. so we were looking like we were going to bench everyone, and yeah. now now that's not a thing anymore. So we might as well go all out. And I think there is an interesting quote from Ben Olsen today that he said to the media that asked him about the game. And he said, there's only so many trophies that you can get in this business. And that's one yes. of them. We're yes. going to bring a team to where we think get a result on Wednesday. So I think it's looking like we might see a, a little bit of a strong team. So if that is the case, sure. we just might see Bossy in that lineup. I think that's awesome. And I think for the player as well, like you just mentioned, there are only so many trophies to go around. Players want to play in these sort of cup games. They want to play against a new team, well, a new team for them anyway, in the Rowdies. They want to travel to a stadium where they've never been to before and get a chance to play. So I think for the players, it'll be awesome if Houston can put out, I understand it may not be the the the, the best squad, but the closest to the best squad that they can. And you know what, I want to ask another question along those lines, with the MLS Next Pro Houston Dynamo 2 team, do you think you'll see players coming up and getting a couple of minutes in the Open Cup? Oh, for sure. 100%. I definitely will. Yeah, I mean, I would say from that team, most likely you'll see Tarbell. Joe, you correct okay. me if you, if you disagree. Tarbell, Avila, Vanderkust. I think you'll see at least three dose players. Uh, I don't think we'll see Vanderkust. You think we'll see Brad Smith? I, yeah, I think I think Vanderkus is done. He wasn't in the dose lineup this week or the first team lineup. I think he's on his way out. All right, that's fine. Get him out. But uh, so what? Y'all y'all run a back five, don't you? You know, defensively it turns into a back five, but Coach Collins is a very aggressive coach, so the it turns it really does more look like a three-five-two. So the there is that natural width that's used, and they live and die with that width. The ball going from literally the sideline to the sideline. They use every inch of grass of the field um, to make this three-five-two work, and allowing players in the in the midfield to sort of find some space as the ball goes out wide and then comes back in. So yes, it looks like a five-three-two. But it really plays more like a three-four, 
one two. And then you said that the team was a little bit unorganized, you know, in their buildup. How does that gonna affect? How is our high press gonna affect that? Because we have been a very high pressing team. Yes, I think the center backs. We talked about their struggles with bringing the ball out to the back. They have to step up. I mean, the only way that ball could funnel to to, to the wing back or the wide midfielder, whatever you want to call that that person, the center backs have to be decisive and accurate with their passing. I mean, accurate to the point where it has to be on your your shoelaces because the press is going to be so tight. And then the the players in the midfield, like a Zach Herivo, by the way, he has to to step up and and be more demandable. He has to, the people have to take responsibility. And even though whether you're in bad form or not, it has to be a bit of an attitude when an aggressive team like Houston comes in and presses you from high up. Yes, the formation is going to give you that natural width, but even when that ball goes out wide, players in the middle have to have to have that responsibility, have to want that responsibility to get on the ball and then decide, dictate where the ball the ball goes. We have a player called Lewis, Lewis Hilton, and he is, we call him the orchestrator. He is from England. He is fantastic on the ball. He can hit, his technique is epic. He can hit any path there is on the field. And he really does orchestrate the rowdies. How he goes is how the team goes. And he got injured in the first game and had to come out. He eventually came back in the third game. Definitely not himself. Again, Lewis Hilton and the team is definitely kind of showing um, their struggles as he is struggling. So, yeah, a lot on his shoulders. And I think Houston's press is going to be a huge factor on Wednesday night. What a, how, how do you, how, How's the support from the locals coming out to the games and stuff? Like, should we expect it to be a ghost town on Wednesday night or are they going to go out there and give us hell? You know, usually on a Wednesday night, we did a Wednesday night game about two weeks ago. It was just a regular um, USL championship game, and it wasn't that good. It was about half, the stadium was half full, and I don't forget it's a small stadium, so that's not a lot of people. On a Saturday night, it's it's full. I mean, it's jammed. But on a Wednesday, but the fact that you guys MLS coming into town, I'm hoping these fans respond and come out and have a look. If it does, because it's such a small stadium, it feels full and it feels noisy and boisterous so i I'm, my fingers are crossed but i can't guarantee they'll be out there on wednesday hopefully they come out and see hector i mean because you got a big a big name coming in you got uh mm -hmm. is less of a big name but he's yeah. he's got some european experience champions league and then uh isn't the other the, the new kid won't be out there but we signed a, a nigerian from croatia and he's got nice. a europa league experience i think but yeah it's, okay. it's a pretty good uh the conference pretty, league as a conference, it's it's okay. That's the one Tottenham didn't win either. But uh, Joey, what what was that guy's name you were talking about? Schroeder. Sh Schroeder. Yes. yes, Felix Schroeder. Hey, yeah. hey, let's pronounce. Can we please pronounce the guy's T? Schroeder. 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 I Schroeder. love the American accent. Try to replace <laughs> every T in the book with a D. I love it. Schroeder. Water. I love it. Yeah, I, I I took German in high school too. I should be better than this. I speak I speak Caribbean. Yeah, man. Felix Schroeder, man. Come on, boy. That was actually really good, Finn. Thank you very much. <laughs> so we got Felix Felix Schroeder. He has Schroeder, uh, yeah. he has some Bundesliga experience with Hoffenheim and 
Schalke. Yeah. Not not much a first team, but definitely in academies. Ooh. What is what does that add to a to a USL team like Tampa? Complete professionalism. And we're not talking just on game day. We're talking practice on a Monday, all the way from to practice on a Friday. He brings attitude. And he you know when someone knows what the game needs on the field, like he'd be playing one of the two forwards, let's say, in a three-five-two, but yet he's the one that's tracking back and breaking up plays. Um, in the center circle because that's what the game needs. So yes, there's always you have a position to play, but to have that instinct to sort of apply what his team needs at that point really is invaluable for the Rowdies. And Schroeder exemplifies that every time he gets on the field. And because he has experience, he's a good finisher. He played on a team last season where they didn't score. He scored double-digit goals but he didn't get many opportunities to score. So the fact that he gobbled up those chances means he's like very efficient in front of goal. So he brings that element as well around the 18-yard box. So Schroeder, huge asset to the team. May not be as the most nimble player, but heady player, excellent technique, and can score if he gets the opportunity. So yeah, I think if he's fit, you'll get the nod to play on Wednesday. Does uh is his natural hair color blonde or does he dye that? Because I just googled him. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go unnatural. Okay. Maybe Sorry, like Shuka, I apologize, but <laughs> I gotta be honest with these guys. Yes, I think unnatural. I that's that's my guess. The way you're talking about him, he he. It sounds kind of like like Jonathan Clausel or not John Joao Klaus a little bit on St. Louis. Do you know? Do you, have you watched him play? I I do I I did not. Sorry. Yeah, is it that's... the same? Yeah, he watches everybody. So yeah. don't feel bad, Ryan. He watches everybody. Uh, he corrects me all the time. There'll be a guy from like the B League in Argentina. And I'm like, what's yeah, this yeah. guy? And he'll be like, oh, did you know last year he was top 17% in passes in the final third? I love that. I love that. I, that's awesome, dude. Joey's, yeah, got... Joey's got one of those pornographic memories. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I have to ask this question. So coming into, coming into Wednesday night's game, we are knocking our knees just a little bit because... MLS team, a lot of names coming in. Can you kind of break it down? Houston has 10 goals for this season, but they've given up eight. What are Houston's strengths? Can you answer the long lost question? Our strengths, our strengths lie in our midfield and our defense. Um, I will tell you, and I think Joey would agree that our midfield right now, and we have our, our, one of our eights is out of form. He's trying to find it now. Coco Kereski is kind of getting back into the way the player we know him as. I would put our midfield against any midfield on MLS, and we are going to run everything through Hector Herrera, probably down the left side. Um, okay. our, our, our strength is our, our organization. We are organized to a team. Yes. We, we sacrifice our bodies. Uh, last week, Ethan, one of our center backs put his head in front of two screamers. Like it was like, like wow. you know. yeah, and he was fine. He just shook it off. You know, he's got a lot of hair, so he's fine. But okay. we are, we're very organized. We press. Okay. Our press is not the best. There are times where it looks great and there's times where it's easily broken. It just depends on who's in, but okay. we are organized. We are going to be pragmatic. We are going to work the ball into the box. Uh, but yeah, our, our back line and our midfield, hundred percent. Good luck. Good luck with them. Sure. Because yes, we've shipped that, that we've had eight goals shipped against us, but right. three of those were in the snow. Okay. okay. We, yes. we live in Houston. That is a factor, right? They scored three goals. Two of those okay. were the first the first match of the year as well. So okay. five 
Joey, has every goal come on the road? Has anybody scored on us at home? No, we're we're four and zero with uh, four shutouts at home. Yeah. Wow, you guys are stingy, huh? Nice. Yes, we are. Unless it's snowing, then we are not. Ebenezer Scrooge at home. Yeah, yeah, basically, basically, uh, bah humbug. But uh, we not we're not going to score a ton either. But yeah, we're a uh, midfield and back line back a lot of depth. We have, oh, God, I would say so four guys, of, four guys. You kind of wear teams down to the nub. Just grinding. I would say that, yeah. We know how to we in the past, no. In the past, we would we would throw results away. We throw away three points okay. and settle for a draw. We throw a draw away and end up with a loss. This team clings to it. They do everything they can. We'll put eleven behind the ball towards the end of the game. Everybody okay. that gets in there knows the system and they're gonna run it the way Ben Olsen wants, because if they don't, they're not gonna play. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I'm so sorry I interrupted you. So the rowdies play like a three, four, one, two, usually, or a three, four, two, one. Two number ten and number nine. What is Houston's favorite formation? Four three three. We're gonna uh, four, we use a four three three, yeah. and then Amin Bossy, who we talked about earlier, he will he will come deep to get the ball and work mm-hmm. his way forward. We're primarily going to work the triangles, work the slow build up. We're gonna pass it around the back line until we find space out wide, and then we're gonna get down the flank. But um, four three three is what you're gonna see. Okay. And defensively, that usually changes to like a what a four two three one kind of thing. I would say it's more of a Joey. This is your tech. Yeah, it's, this more, is your... it's more of a four four two. Get in there, yeah, we 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 defend in a four four two. Usually, Kuko Koskia okay. will push up from the eight position and kind of be like a second striker and help with the press. Okay, gotcha. So, any any young prospects I should know of? You just mentioned a couple from MLS Next Pro. Whose names were who again? Uh, we had Andrew Tarbell, who's not young. He's a yeah, 20, he's 29, 27-year-old goalkeeper. Avalos okay. 25, but he he I don't I don't think we should see I him. I think he's 23. He's 23. too old. He's too old to be on MLS next pro, in my opinion. He's okay. At, so at he's that age, of, he should be in MLS. But I I think what I've learned with the MLS Next Pro, understand that this guy that you're talking about, he needs minutes. So as soon as someone gets injured, which happens in a long season. He's going to come right into the first team and fill that slot, at least on the bench anyway. So I strongly agree with that. Brooklyn. Getting minutes, and there's nothing like actual playing time, right? So mm-hmm. he needs to continue playing week in, week out. But the, the the phenom, the young one that we all like is Brooklyn Reigns. He's 18 years old. He's got, uh, is it U17, U20, men's national team? He's a good wow. little player. He's young. Um, we saw him last year in the USL Open Cup. He did not look good. We've seen okay. him twice this year. He's looked below average in one and average in the other. So he's coming along, but he's only 18. He looks like a baby. Okay. We have a, a, a young wing back. And I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. Uh, left wing back or left midfield. And I'm, I'm hoping he plays on Wednesday night. He's about 16, 17 years old. Um, he's, he looks phenomenal. He can run all night long. has excellent technique in crossing. Um, I'm going to look up his name uh, just to give me one second. But in the meantime, he is the fact that the, the USL championship is actually having players, I'm sorry to say this, sometimes leapfrog the MLS and actually going to Europe lately. I think it speaks volumes for soccer in this country, how far it's become and how much players are being developed at the youth league. So they, by the time they get to USL or an MLS next, 
I mean, some of these scouts want to grab them quickly. Okay, got his name. His name is Tate Johnson. And he's Tate about Johnson. 16. Tate Johnson. And left-sided player, can play a left midfield or left back. And he's been our young prospect and really hopes he, uh, I really hope he gets a chance. But one fun player you guys have to look at, Ariel Martinez from Cuba. The guy's 37 years old, ball-headed. And every time he gets the ball, he either wants to create a goal or score a goal for himself. Absolute joy to watch on the soccer field. Just one of those characters that you never can take your eyes off. So I hope he plays on Wednesday night as well. Oh, he's, he's a great a player. I really, I yeah. really liked him in Miami. Yes, correct. I'm glad you remember him. Yes, so much fun to look at. Yeah, another player that interests me on Tampa Bay is a uh, is going to be Zachary Harville. I mean, New England guy. He he kind of fell out of the MLS system, came to USL to with Birmingham and San Antonio, and he came back to Birmingham last year and had what I thought was a really really good season. Yeah, and now he finds himself in Tampa. You know what? Has he been as good as you've hoped for so far? You know, I'm going to say yes. He plays alongside Lewis Hilton in that three. He's the two the two holding midfielders in front of the three. He got injured again. We've been having some hard times with the injuries. So he's been inconsistent, but his characteristics, he's a disruptor. He gets on the ball. He can he has he drives the ball into space, which means when he breaks the play up, he can then convert into a chance created with his passing. So he we're desperate for him to get on the field and get consistent minutes. But unfortunately, through injuries, he's been in and out of the lineup. But I have a great story to tell you from Zachary Haravo. He's Haitian. Um, his mother is Japanese, so Haitian Japanese, and he played for the Haitian national team. And they were asked to play against Argentina when Argentina qualified for the 2018 World Cup in Russia. So just before Argentina headed out to Russia, Haiti played Argentina in La Bombonera, which is Boca Juniors' home field. So he's telling me he's playing this game and he walks out into La Bombonera. The entire stadium is speaking and chanting, mercy, mercy. You can't even hear yourself think. It was so intimidating that the, this is in warm-ups, by the way, and then they go back inside to put on the, the actual kits. And the coach for Haiti says to the team, he said, you hear that outside there? Not one of you guys hurt Lionel Messi, okay? We're dead if you, if you, hurt, Lionel, if you hurt Messi tonight. We're dead. We're not getting out of here alive. And so they went out there and he got a chance to play against Argentina. And Lionel Messi said was everything he'd hoped to see. He had a couple of engagements with him where he'll tackle him and the crowd would go crazy, like, you know, whistling and booing. But he said he was just phenomenal. Messi scored a hat-trick that night and Argentina won comfortably. But he said it was one of the greatest experiences he ever had. So Zach Herivo and his, his one of his distant cousins is also the Japanese tennis star. I can't huh. remember her name. I Osaka? can't remember her name. Naomi Osaka? There you go. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Look the at guy, me. The guy has royalty in his family. So, yeah, he's Zach. Zach is a, is a fantastic human being, and, boy, he's he's special. Joey, did you know who Naomi, did you know Naomi Osaka? No, I didn't. I don't yes. know anything about tennis. I knew something. Joey didn't. <laughs> it, only, it only took seven months. Finn won, Joey seven. We have a tight race here. 
Yeah, <laughs> we do. So, uh, all right. So, Harivo, am I saying that right? Yes, Harivo is that's exactly it. Yes. All right. So, He's we, uh, we, your weather is like ours. What's the weather like out there right now? You guys in the low 80s, mid 70s? What are you in? Low 80s. And because um, Arlang Stadium is on the coast, so is a, a consistent breeze. So, it's actually very comfortable for the players. Oh, good. So it's going to be, you know, 78 degrees and breezy. It'll be nice. So, Ryan, let me ask you. You have an MLS team from Houston who's in good form with a new coach, international yeah. superstars coming in to Tampa. What do you think the match prediction is going to be? How's it going to turn well, out? Let me put on my Rowdies hat for a second and answer this question. I think the Rowdies absolutely stuck at the championship right now in the league. I think they're looking forward to a cup game where they can try to bring everything back or find whatever form there is to find. I think the game is going to be really tight. I don't think it's going to be lopsided in Houston's favor. I think it's going to be tight, especially in our Lang Stadium. And I think only one goal is going to decide the match. One nil in either in favor in Houston or Tampa. I'm wearing my hat, my Tampa hat, so I'm going to say the upset is on the cards for the Rowdies to upset Houston Dynamo 1-0 in Arlang Stadium. Oh. Am I losing yeah. connection here? Have you guys just hung up on me or are you guys still there? No. no I was trying to figure out how to mute you, but, but I can't find <laughs> it again. <laughs> you know, I, I, I could see that happening. I mean, we struggle offensively, so we struggle offensively. We struggle on the road. So you guys play really compact. That it's definitely something that can happen, you know, and you guys could get a goal off a set piece or whatever. Look, I, I'm I'm not guaranteeing it's gonna go to the roadies, but I do think it's just gonna be really tight. Like it's a, it's a cup that's why they call it a cup match, right? So mm-hmm. loser goes home and nobody wants to go home. So it's going to be really tight, which makes it fun to watch if you're a soccer fan. But if you're a mutual fan coming in, watching your first soccer game, you're probably gonna check your phone like a thousand times. I think I think that us not having the game anymore on Saturday could have could really screw you guys if we go for like mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. Like if Hector Herrera plays, yeah. I think I don't think he will, but say he right. does, it, it it could be a bloodbath. Sure. I can see that too. I think and also like like we just mentioned, guys getting an opportunity to play in a cup match. I don't care, you're a human being. You want to win that game. You know it's a knockout match. It's in the back of your mind. So your level will rise. And yes, a Hector Herrera stepping on there with your star man at the at the moment. Remind me his name. Bassi. I, I think mean, if they can if if they if they both step in there with the right mindset, it can get lopsided. Yeah, I think uh we don't have, look in the past we have not shown up for cup games against USL opponents. I've watched us play some real nail biters against the Austin Bold and San Antonio mm-hmm. FC. Mm-hmm. San Antonio is a good club. Yes. They're, they're a solid club. They, they, yeah. they could very easily be in MLS and not be last. Correct. But, uh, I, all right. There's two trains of thought that I'm going with. One is that Tampa scores an early goal and we come back two to one. So either way I have us winning. The other is two zero. Okay. I think if Tampa Excuse- scores early, okay. Which I could see happening two to one, but I I feel like we're going to score two and Tampa will have either zero or one and we will walk away victorious. And I think you're going to see, I would imagine you see about half the starters on that, on that pitch at least. And you're going to see the mm-hmm. other half on the bench and you're going to see those guys that 
I mean, God, our backups are good now. You know, I think I would love to see Sviachenko. I'd love to see Brad Smith. I would love to see Chase Gasper. There's guys with MLS and European experience and international experience that are on our bench. So I would imagine you see them and a couple of our Dynados guys. I tell you what, your goalkeeper is also special as well. He's in the top three with clean sheets. Now, the first two games, he was horrid. He was terrible. Okay, right. Uh, he's also 37, so I want to know what he's been putting in his body to be this good still. Because <laughs> I need some. I need some. He's not going to play, though. No, oh, you'll see Tarbo. Okay. You'll see Andrew Tarbo. That he makes has sense. some experience with San Jose and some, it was Columbus and some playoff games, so he's not the worst backup in the world. Okay, that, make, that makes sense. Yeah, we have good depth. But, uh, Joey, do you have anything else for our man Ryan? You can ask me anything. The lottery numbers, you can ask me who's going to win the, big, <laughs> the next big fight. Anything you want. Just go ahead. Uh, uh, let me get your thoughts on my USL team I support. What, do you, what are your thoughts on New Mexico United? Guilty as charged. Look, I, I have not I have not followed up on New Mexico United, so I do not have the answer to that, Joey. Don't cut me off. I'm sorry. That's I okay, man. <laughs> but can I can I can I put the question back on you? What are your sure. thoughts on New Mexico? I think we are an awesome club who does absolute wonders for the fan base that's kind of oh struggling God. on yes. the field right now. Yes. I, I, I did a couple of their matches last season and the season before. I actually did a playoff match. Um, for New Mexico, call one of their games, and boy, the atmosphere in that stadium. What's the name of the stadium? It's a really uh, cool. It is, God. Yeah. Yes, like, it's, it's the baseball team. Why can I not remember the name of the stadium? This is Isotopes, right? Yeah, Isotopes. Yeah, it's 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 so cool, man. The, the way the fans react and show up, it's, it's amazing to watch. Walter White Memorial. Walter White Memorial. Stadium. Wait, we, well, we we played at Walter White High School for the last game. The last did you guys, Open Cup did game? you guys go in the science lab? Dude, I wish they did. <laughs> me too. <laughs> so, uh, so tell me something. Houston Dynamo, at the end of the day, at the end of the season, where do they – right now you're in the playoffs, okay? I know we're still young. We're still early. Do they have enough legs to get into this – to stay in the top six? Yes. Yeah, I think top seven. I think we we make the playoffs without having to play a play-in game. I think because we have signed reinforcements, we have brought people in to replace those that have been injured. Like our, our we signed a left back with a week left in preseason, and he came out two weeks left, right? But he was on trial, and he came out and he was much better than expected. Tore his ACL wow. and MCL. He's out for the year. So who do we replace him with? Brad Smith and Chase Gasper, two other guys that have MLS and international experience. So uh, I'm saying playoffs. Joey, what about you? I'm, I'm going to agree. I think we're still, I think we're going to make the playoffs. I think we have the depth to get us over that hurdle because we usually start hot and then we have a big slowdown point, usually around June, July, and then it just carries out to awfulness for the rest of the season. I think so we have bad. the depth to get us over that hurdle at this point. I still think we need more going forward. I think we need to, get our two strikers we are two natural strikers really haven't been playing so much i think we need to maybe get one of them i don't care who it is just get one of them a little more involved and then see how we could get this this new guy aliu involved as well yeah so you have a sound goalkeeper your the back line is fantastic at least at home you have a stubborn midfield and hector herrera you have bassi you can score any penalty on any given day you get into the playoffs, you can very well turn into the Italians 
of the MLS. They've won four World Cups with that sort of system. So you never know. You get in, you'd be a hard team to beat. That's the thing we're hoping to we're get historically in. Historically, a good playoff team too. Yeah, we are. When we make it, we we do win. And I would love to get a home match because at home we are, we're mustard, as they say over there in Europe. Yeah, that'd be nice. But uh, uh, Joey, you got anything else? Because we are about out of time, boys. I think we covered everything. Ryan, you got anything? No, you guys were fantastic. I mean, now my Houston Dynamo education has just risen about nine notches in about <laughs> in the matter of a space of 45 minutes. So thank you for that. I'm a lot smarter walking out of this room now. Very good. Well, we normally don't have that effect on people. We normally dumb people down. At least I do. <laughs> I do. And then I get canceled. Well, that's but, uh, why it's a special podcast tonight. So there you right. go. Well, hey, man. Hey, thank you very much for stopping by. Uh, yo, they are not going to be streaming this game so could you do us a solid sure friend us on facebook okay yes. and then facebook facebook live this game from your laptop and then i'll handle the rest i'll stream it through obs we'll just knock it out can we guess do this what guess what, what? they are going to stream this match there will be a stream and i will get you guys that stream as soon as it's handed down to me yes all right and then we got to keep that we, we got to keep that stream in-house I'm not sure. I'll find out. I, okay, because if you send question. it to me, if you send it to that's me, that's a great question. I will yeah. because it, because it's going to be a really, for lack of a better term, sort of a dumbed down stream. That's sorry, I, I couldn't find any other word. That's um, the way it works. It's it's just going to be uh, just one announcer. It's going to be Drew. So it's going to be you know what I mean. Bare bones, two cameras, one announcer, just enough so someone who could wants to follow along could follow along. All right, very good. Well, uh, better than nothing, right? So, yeah, man. No, we we want to watch it. We want to see it and support the club, and a lot of our listeners do too. And I already sent sure. them the, I sent in the pirated website, but we'll see how this <laughs> works. But uh, Ryan, hey man, thank you very much for stopping by. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. This was amazing, and keep going, man. You guys are awesome. Three seasons and counting. That's brilliant. Thank you. Well, we got to keep going. It's how uh, it's how me and Joey have been able to pay our bills. It's not true. Well, anytime you guys want to talk about the green and yellow Tampa Bay Rowdies or talk about just about anything, just give me a call. Right on, man. Thank you very much. Uh, Joey, I think our signature is to say I love you at the end, so I love you. Love you too, man. And as always, go Dynamo. He's got Ferreira at the far post. Can he get a shot off? It's Ferreira to get his second. Yes, he does. Goes in off the hands of JT Marcinkowski. Thomas Ferreira has picked up the second. It's 4-2 Houston Dynamo. Big shout out to my favorite band, Familiar with Failure, for the introductory music. You can find them at FWFTX on all social media platforms. Once again, that's Familiar with Failure. Check them out. Badass band. Cool ass people.